You're listening to Mind Labs, an open platform for artists on Sheffield Live. For more information, visit www.mindlabs.co.uk. The Cipher in the City, Notes of a Walker, Helen Bledgerman. First stop, Healy City Farm, 20th of January 2011. My name is Helen Bledgerman. I was born in Mexico City and have lived in Sheffield for four years. At this point of my stay, I still feel that I haven't found or grabbed in my hands the tangible essence of the ever-changing city of Sheffield. I wonder if a metropolis is at all something one could decipher, and if it is, how to discover the center of its real essence. Is the truth of a city based on its history, or does it lie in its own present? Perhaps it becomes projected onto what others perceive, or it is reflected in what it inspires in others. The city can be only explained in terms of social action. Julie Meyer said in her paper, The Stranger and the City, and she adds, The concept of the stranger seems essential for understanding the orientation and determination of such action. And Douglas Felix says, The stranger is in fact the other main component added to size and density needed to make a city, as opposed to a town or a village. Then, I think one possible way to gain a greater understanding about the truth of a city could be defined by what the foreigner perceives. So, in those terms, would it be possible to decipher a metropolis through the notes of a stranger, a walker? In an attempt to answer these questions, I have initiated a search for the soul of the city of Sheffield. I have been walking and stopping in places. I have started in the west, moved to the city centre, and now I will arrive at my third stop. As before, I will bring with me the impressions and we will broadcast them over the radio. In this way, all the notes will return to the city, where I believe they truly belong. The height of the urban buildings and the grey of the concrete have always talked to me about dreams. Not always fulfilled, and certainly not in an integral way, but dreams, after all. Aspirations, the attempt to reach the skies through metal rods at cement. But especially, an effort to reach the blue through our urban, man-made social and cultural structures. If I imagine an urban landscape, I think of its constructions, but as well its monuments and urban agreements. I think of a city as a generator of collective fantasies and idealizations, all this unspoken but socially performed. So how to arrive to the essence of a city and how to cross through these apparently indestructible structures and sociocultural dynamics? The task we have set ourselves of finding the metropolitan heart goes against and travels on the periphery of all rational norm. The assignment will be continuous and I suppose more than arriving at the destination, we will discover an incessant journey. Eastern cultures assert that the best way to approach a greater truth of any kind should be based on the idea of embracing the paradox, what Roland Barthes puts it, to live to the full the contradiction of my time. This idea brings me to my next stop. 
a place within the city, but a great contrast to it. This place is called Healy City Farm. The farm is 30 years old this year, but was farmland up to the 19th century, then became industrialized and back-to-back housing was built upon it as the city spread outwards. When I arrived to Sheffield in the 90s, this was one of my first visits as a tourist. I remember in those times a sunny day with families arriving next to a group of small yards with sheep and dogs surrounded by a big area of earth. This was a project that then felt very much alive and full of energy, coordinated by people with a smiley soul projecting pride and confidence. If the essence of a city, as the essence of anything else, is the concentration of its substance... I could say that what I feel here sitting in this place is a clear sensation of truth, of connection. I'm not saying that a place like this with avant-garde sustainable ideas is the representation of the city, but maybe since the farm contradicts the metropolis, that contradiction could better help us understand the urban problematic. I caught a bus from the city center to be taken to the farm. On the bus, a kind woman said, I heard you are going to Healy City Farm, I work there, follow me. I did, and she introduced me to the place and some of the workers and volunteers. The first thing I saw on arrival was what looked like projects of sustainability that I previously read about, like botanic, organic food, recycling, energy, and I saw young volunteers working in each area. The general space is four hectares, and the central space, where the building, reception and animals are, is open and it never closes. It doesn't have main doors to close at night. On the one hand, this is the symbol of the place's values and principles that connected with the community. But on the other hand, not having main doors to close has triggered a couple of incidents. Ships and goats escaping to the outskirts of the farm, a fox letting himself in and eating some of the guinea pigs, and unfortunately one odd case of vandalism where some people came in and killed the piglets. But the open-door policy of the farm speaks more than about bad things, about a relentless decision to be part of the community. And this is just where the exchange begins. The smell of the place. Surely some wouldn't think that this smell could be the aroma of a perfume. But let me tell you, here I feel in heaven. Perceiving the smell of the compost and the animals makes me feel strongly part of something bigger. I would actually say it warmly reminds me that I am part of the earth. This unlocks in me another perception of myself and the world. This is how it feels. When I started actually walking through the site, I bumped into a man-made small lake with, I would say, a very playful uh, dogs. In other area, I found a couple of horses two young cows following each other. I could dare saying that these animals were in a state of happiness. I felt them joyful and I found that profoundly contagious. Levi Strauss says, we can understand too that natural species are chosen not because they are good to eat, but because they are good to think. And speaking of thinking, I spoke with two very kind members of staff And as I was listening to what they were telling me about the history and projects of the farm, I couldn't help but perceiving in them a kind of satisfaction and pride to be part of this great program. And I haven't seen this pride in many people regarding their job. 
I could imagine at this point that a green program requires as much or more funding and sponsorship than any other enterprise. Well, despite this, as they were explaining how fundraising has always been hard work, I was feeling that they knew at a deeper level that everything would be all right. I asked then, how does a global crisis affect this type of project? And they said, people working here do really get involved and for more hours than expected. I understood then that in here, time, amongst other things, is measured with another type of metric. Discovering the type of projects this place gestates inside, from here to the rest of the community to be involved, and actually detecting the fondness and love the community gives back, it comes to mind the image of a heart pumping oxygen to the rest of the body. Not just for the real oxygen the farm expels to the outside, but for the principles that this place activates and transmits to the rest of the metropolis. As if it were the concentric ripples of a river when a pebble is thrown in. This place feels in many ways contrary to the urban norms. And I assume that in that contradiction, the friction between opposites allows progress. Maybe without this discrepancy of values, the city would be an enormous farm or the farm would be just another city park. I believe the inner implicit mission of this place is to remind us all that culture and what we call civilization should be always based on more basic, simple, collective and down-to-earth principles. But on the other hand, this same place has developed partly because of the city's advancements, like science and technology. I realized then that both metropolis and farm have been walking along hand in hand. I asked some of the people working here, let's suppose the farm goes to bed and has a dream. What would this dream be like? And the answers were, dream one. When nobody's around, all the animals get together and moan about someone not doing something properly for them or not giving them enough of what they want. They would bicker with each other about who has more hay or who steals all the visitors' attention. The horses wouldn't get on with the cows because they are younger and more immature and Blaze thinks he's better than them. The goats and sheep complain about how bored they are of hearing Basil and Charlie trade insults on how makes the best rum. Dream 2. The farm sleeps always with one eye open, looking out for the young volunteers of Healy who have been drawn in by its comfort feeling of familiarity, the real reason for them hanging around at night. Dream 3. I would say the farm dreams of the summer months when the farm is bustling with young people enjoying themselves, perhaps longing for a spruce up and a lick of paint. Dream 4. I think the farm dreams of sunshine, fresh air, being a baby farm and how it has grown. I think it counts sheep jumping over fences to get to sleep too. There are places that bring us closer to the urban essence for their speed, movement, plurality and capacity for change. And there are other sites that get us closer to the ultimate substance of a city by paradox and opposition, experiencing other type of priorities where plants, animals and people are more obviously part of the same order. Hilly City Farm. A visit within the city that made me feel connected to myself, to others and to the world. In those terms, a place that, without doubt, has helped me become closer to the soul 
of the city of Sheffield.